Welcome to this week's episode of Courtside Take. I'm Kevin Haswell alongside Blake Pace. Excited for another episode. Uh, Blake, how you doing? Not bad. We're just a few weeks away from the playoffs. Um, grinding through these last few weeks. I know we're gonna. There's a lot of teams that still need to uh, qualify or uh, clinch a playoff berth. Congratulations to your 76ers for clinching this for the, past week. For the first time in six years, they're gonna be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, and they continue to play well. Right now, they're only a game and a half behind the Cavaliers for the three spot in the East. Crazy. Uh, you know, I, I like where they're at right now. I want them to stay at uh, four because they get home court advantage in the first round. They get to play the Pacers, and then they get to play the Raptors. So pretty easy. Really, really like that route. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you move into the two or three seed, then you know you're looking at playing Boston and then having to play probably Cleveland, yeah. which is a tough route Definitely because tough Cleveland route. would drop to four, and Cleveland would probably beat Toronto, yeah. end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so definitely want to stay at four. Keep winning slash losing to the point where we stay right there. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely exciting. Um, how about your Knicks? Have they you know have they been losing? They won twice this past week. Oh. They beat the Wizards. Uh, I want to say last night they beat the Wizards. They have twenty seven wins. That's miserable. Yeah, like, I keep looking at these teams. I mean, the Kings have twenty four. The Bulls have twenty four. You know, it's looking like we're gonna be stuck with like the ninth pick in the draft. Yeah. Now they're you know two and a half games ahead of the Bulls. Um, for you know that, oh. wow, it's annoying. It's annoying because twenty seven. They wins. had a chance. They had a chance to you know really get down there, yeah. um, getting the nitty gritty, getting the lottery. But it's disappointing. But we've had some young guys come alive the past few weeks. Uh, Troy Williams, who was cut by the Rockets, mm-hmm. took over at the small forward position. Has been amazing. Uh, Emmanuel Mudiay, great on offense, but terrible, absolutely awful on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're finding some nice young pieces, but I would much rather us lose. So uh, we'll move on. We'll stop talking about our favorite <laughs> yeah. teams because I know most NBA fans don't care about our favorite teams. Uh, so we'll move on. Last week we did the Eastern Conference. We kind of went through uh, the top eight teams, teams that are projected to make the playoffs as of today. Um, and, you know, we, we just talked through, uh, you know, the, some of the strengths, weaknesses, you know, how we project them uh, moving forward. So today we'll move over to the Western Conference. Uh, while it's a tight race, we're only going to do the top eight teams so, sorry for those fans of the Nuggets, Clippers, um, and even the Lakers. I mean, close to you know making the playoffs, but not quite there. So, uh, we'll start with the Utah Jazz. Uh, currently, 42-32, and 32, seventh, tied for 7th in the Western Conference. Uh, Quinn Snyder done a terrific job with his team. Offensive rating of 17th, defensive rating of 3rd, uh, thanks to Rudy Gobert, um, some of those other... Guys on the roster, um, they've been great throughout the season. Definitely been hot as of late. They beat the Warriors last night um, behind a strong game from Donovan Mitchell. So, Blake, what, what's your opinion on the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I mean, they're one of the hottest teams since the All-Star break. 12-4 um, and four record since then. Um, and I really like the moves that they made at the at the trade deadline. That kind of everyone, everyone wanted to talk about all the players that the Cavs moved, but where did those players go? And I think the big thing for the Jazz was getting Jay Crowder um, – who is you know fifth in the team in scoring, um, and then fourth if you take away Rodney Hood, who's now in Cleveland. Um, Jay Crowder has been great for them. He's he, he's not a starter, but he's a great bench guy. He's getting twelve and a half points a game, uh, over four rebounds. Um, you know, it's just they needed depth at the wing position. You know, losing Gordon Hayward, um, having Joe Ingles step up into that you know starting role. Um, they really needed to find some guys on the bench to. Uh, ease some of the pressure off of those guys and Jay Crowder has been that since the all-star break and you know uh, 
I'm running out of ways to describe Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he he's just I know everyone rookie of the year will go to Ben Simmons probably because they're, you know, four seed and he's, you know, an all around much better player. But Donovan Mitchell has just been amazing this season. Uh, 20 points a game as a rookie, um, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, shooting uh, 43% from the field, effective field goal percentage of 50%. Um, he's looking like one of the bright stars in this league. You know, you, you see all the highlight dunks, but he's fundamentally sound all around. He's just 21 years old. Yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll talk about the Jazz in a second, but I just want to bring up something that you uh, touched upon. At this point, who would you give the Rookie of the Year award to? I mean, it's really close. Both Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons are, you know, both taking their teams to the playoffs right now. Um, definitely tougher in the West to do so. But, you know, Donovan Mitchell um, and Ben Simmons are two great candidates. Which one would you give the award to? It sounds like Simmons. But yeah, I'd give it to Simmons just because the team is having more success and um, he's just better all around, you know. I mean, he's getting, you know, Handling the ball, eight assists a game, eight rebounds a game. That's where I really think the advantage goes to Ben Simmons. Um, basically doubles uh, doubles Donovan Mitchell in rebounds and assists. Um, yeah, he's only scoring 16 points a game, but also he's not um, the number one scoring option. That's Joel Embiid. Uh, ben Simmons, I just think, all around has a better game and has been doing so for the entire season. Donovan Mitchell... Um, Started to break out a little more in his in the beginning of the season, but really took storm. You know, I want to say December, maybe January. Um, really came alive then and has been on a tear, um, especially after the All Star break. I think just having the consistency of Ben Simmons the entire season. Um, not to say that um, Donovan Mitchell wasn't consistent; he just wasn't given the opportunity. I think, but I would I'd go Ben Simmons Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think you gotta go with the same. I mean, I, I would go with the same. Um, the only advantage right now. Um, from what I'm looking at, is points per game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Simmons leads, like you said, in both rebounds and assists, leads in field goal percentage, uh, lower in free throw percentage uh, by a wide margin, um, but effective field goal percentage, 3% better for Ben Simmons, uh, player efficiency rating, uh, th- over three points higher, and then, you know, win shared, uh, 4.3 for Donovan Mitchell and 7.5 for Ben Simmons. So, you know, I, I think there's more hype surrounding Donovan Mitchell. I think Ben Simmons mm-hmm. kind of goes quietly at his craft. Definitely. Um, not a lot of people talking about him, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, the writers are going to give him the award. Because he doesn't have the flashy plays. I mean, Donovan yeah. Mitchell's just all over with the big dunks, but Ben Simmons is just getting his job done, you know, kind of like, you know, a miniature LeBron. is just fundamentally sound. I know LeBron, I guess, has... You know, he's still throwing down poster dunks in his 15th season. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just more you, – you, Donovan Mitchell has more exposure, I think, just because of his highlights, and that's why people might get that confused a little. Yeah, and so going back to what I was saying, I'll, I'll touch on the Jazz now. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has been great this year, but I think, you know, a player that people aren't really talking about is Joe Ingles. I mean, what he's done for this team, uh, 14 points per game – or no – Sorry, 11.5 points per game, uh, 4.5 assists, 4.2 rebounds, uh, 1.1 steals. He's shooting uh, 46% from the field. What he's a- been able to you know, bring from that forward position for this team uh, has been great. And I think Jay Crowder has also helped him out since he came over, brought, provided them with some depth at that position. Uh, Crowder's been coming off the bench, hasn't started a game, but you know he's at 12.4 points, uh, 4 rebounds, uh, you know, He's just playing great on both sides of the ball. So, you know, I think what you're talking about with Jay Crowder is very important. Um, But it's also interesting that they've been playing better since they got rid of Rodney Hood. Mm -hmm. Um, 
who you know has been pretty good for the for the Cavs, but um, definitely was an important player on this team. Yeah, definitely, and I think it was more so just they needed to remove Hood so they could give more minutes and more opportunities for Mitchell. I yeah. think they kind of realized that by the trade deadline. I was like, well, we've got two good shooting guards, but one is younger, has you know seems to be a higher ceiling. So you know they move Hood. And Hood's still a great player. He's having a lot of success in Cleveland, but Donovan Mitchell definitely was the right choice, it seems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they like you said, they just need space for him to grow, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he's playing pretty well at 20 points a game. So uh, we'll move on to the team that's also tied for seventh uh, with the Utah Jazz, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, you know, they've been below expectations this year, I would say, especially with the uh, – them going out and acquiring Jimmy Butler this offseason. I know Jimmy Butler's hurt right now, but mm-hmm. offensive rating of fourth, which you know we probably would have expected at the beginning of the season, but the defensive rating, 27th in the NBA. Um, to say that's a disappointment would be an understatement, yeah. uh, considering all the talent on this roster. You know what's what's up with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and you know what what's their problem defensively too? Yeah, I mean it's you you don't see a Tom Thibodeau team struggle on defense this much. Um, you know, I mean, missing Jimmy Butler since uh, the end of February, I think they're about a month now without him. I mean, that's a big loss. You lose your number one guy, probably your best defender on the team as well. And I think it's just funny uh, to mention that Derrick Rose has missed the last few games with a sprained ankle. I don't know. I just think that's fun. See that he's still banged up, uh, still gets opportunities, though. But yeah, this team has been really cold since uh, the All-Star break. I mean, seven losses to only go with uh, six wins. So below 500 since the All-Star break, they're missing their best player. I think that's where it hurts them most defensively, especially when you don't consider their second and third best players as, you know, great defensive guys. I mean, Andrew Wiggins still struggling on defense. I've never been a big fan of Carl Anthony Towns on defense. Um, So the offense is there. You know, both are great on offense. But when you don't have Jimmy Butler anchoring that defense um, and you have some older guys like, you know, Taj Gibson was always a trusty defender for the uh, for the Bulls. But, you know, he's getting up there in age, you know, questioning effort, stuff like that. Derrick Rose, um, he just has been there for a little, you know, not great on uh, defense as well. Um, They're just, you know. They're just missing out on a few pieces, and, and missing Jimmy Butler's big, but hopefully if he's set to return by the playoffs, um, you know, right now they're slated to go up against the Warriors, so obviously I don't give them much of a chance against that, but if they could work away their seeding so where they're out of facing a top-two seed, um, they'll be much better than they've been the past few weeks. Yeah, I think at this point they really need to get to that sixth seed, um, you know, tied, tied for seventh right now. Uh, they need to get to six so they can play the Trailblazers in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while the Trailblazers are playing terrifically, I, I think that's the best matchup. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see them play. You know, a team especially that's struggling defensively does not want to play the two best offenses in the NBA no. with, you know, the Warriors and the Rockets. I mean, the Warriors are banged up right now, but offensively, I mean, they're still, um, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. And if they have to play one of those teams, I don't, I don't think they can do it, especially, no. you know, with Jimmy Butler's health. Um, arguably their best defender uh, in question, it's going to be a tough road for them. Uh, and, and it's very interesting. You know, they got a bunch of players on this roster that you would have thought, you know, coming out of the draft, Andrew Wiggins, everyone said he could probably play two ways, hasn't been able to, you know, play effectively on the defensive side of the ball. Carl Anthony Towns was known as, you know, when he went number one overall, they, you know, they were picking him as a, you know, two-way center. Uh, they could really play well, play well defensively. He hasn't really done that. Uh, Jimmy Butler, one of the best two-way players last year, he struggled a little bit defensively. I mean, it, it's incredible to see a lot of players on this team struggling 
defensively, especially with a defensive-minded coach. And it's going to hurt them come playoff time, especially with all the offensive talent in the Western Conference. Yeah, if they can't pick it up and get to a to the six seed or the five seed by the end of this season, you know, I don't give them much of a chance to even take a game away from Houston or um, or Golden State. Um, it's just, you know, if you can't keep up with average offenses in the regular season, facing the best offenses in postseason, um, you don't stand a chance. And so, you know, it's unfortunate. I really thought this team had the chances of, you know, being the third, fourth seed in the Western Conference at the beginning of the year. They're still a playoff team, and they're still young, so it's not like, oh, they're missing out on their one chance. They've got, you know, some bright young stars. Carl Anthony Towns, what, he's only maybe 21 years old. Carl Anthony Towns, 22. Andrew Wiggins, 22. So they've got time, um, but not much of a shot this season. Yeah, not much of a shot, but, you know, we'll move on. There is one team uh, making a move up the standings. Goes from uh, 10th to 5th really quick. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs. Sorry, I can't speak today. Uh, they're currently 43 and 31. Uh, like I said, fifth, 18th in offensive rating, second in defense rating. Pops doing a great job with this defense, especially without Kawhi Leonard. Um, what are your thoughts on the Spurs? And do you think at the end of the day they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they hold on to the playoffs, and it's it's scary because there's so much uh, confusion surrounding them. They're not an organization that likes to speak out when they've got issues, the players and the coaching staff and management does a good job of keeping everything in the building. But yeah, this is the first year where, you know, you're getting all the reports that there was a a players only meeting where they pleaded with Kawhi to, you know, come back and play this year. And then um, Tony Parker coming out and saying that his thigh injury last season is like a hundred times worse than what Kawhi is going through. So, you know, you don't usually see this from the San Antonio Spurs. And so it's kind of like, it's tricky to understand what's going on. And if, you know, if they can get Kawhi back, um, which, you know, if, if you had to bet, would you say he's coming back? See, I don't know. It's a difficult situation because I feel like the Spurs want him to risk re-injuring so that they can make a playoff run yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. And in his head, it's more like, if I get hurt again, I'm risking uh, a max deal. Yeah. Um, and if I'm, on, I'm, I'm 100% on his side on this. Yeah. You know, I'm, protect, I'm protecting my own career. Um, all of that, you know, especially if there's a high risk of re-injuring himself. I honestly don't see Kawhi Leonard playing this season. Um, you know, at this point, there was rumors week after week that he was coming back, and he still isn't coming back. At this point, I mean, it's become a locker room issue. They had a meeting, uh, a players-only meeting with him. So I don't think he comes back. And, you know, without Kawhi Leonard, the Spurs aren't good enough to uh, win a playoff series. So unfortunate, but... Something to watch coming moving forward. Do you think the Spurs trade Kawhi Leonard this offseason? Yeah, I really think they do. And I think that there will be several offers that will be enticing for them. I've even thought in my head what a potential Knicks trade would look like. Um, just because they, they're really big fans of uh, Frank Natilakina, French guy Tony Parker and Greg Popovich really like his game. Um, so I feel like there's, a, there's moves in there. But there will be a, a ton of teams that want to get Kawhi. I mean, he's one of the best two-way players in the league. Um, and to touch on the point that you said earlier with, you know, this offense, this team won't get it done without Kawhi. I can only think off the top of my head in, that there's one team in the entire NBA that is running their offense through a big man and having success, and that's the Pelicans. Um, and, and that's Anthony Davis, a generational talent, uh, what it seems to be. Um, uh, Nikola Jokic, they're out of the playoffs right now. 
Blake Griffin on the Pistons, you know, that's a mess. Um, think about other the Knicks with Kristaps. I know he's banged up and had a great start to the season, but you know, it's it's they're not fitting that current NBA mold for success. Um, and their guards are getting old, they're inconsistent, they're banged up. Uh, playing through a 32-year-old Mark Lamarcus Aldridge is not the way for yeah. success. Today's NBA is all about wing defenders and yeah. guys that can play three and D, and they, you know, Kyle Anderson's Don't have that. closest thing to that. He's, yeah. I mean, Danny Green was great. that, but he's also 30 years old now, only scoring nine points a game. Yeah, I mean, the, this San Antonio Spurs team, I think, needs to rebuild through a trade with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, um, they get, they get sure, a nice return. Not sure if they're going to do that, but I think they should. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that be, you know, willing to trade multiple first-round picks and some young talent for Kawhi Leonard. Definitely. So, uh, we'll move on. Uh, to a team that's you know really outplayed expectations all year, especially without Demarcus Cousins. That's the New Orleans Pel- New Orleans Pelicans, forty three and thirty one, um, tied for fifth with the Spurs. Uh, Alvin Gentner- Gent- Gentry has done a great job uh, with this team. They're thirteenth in offensive rating, sixteenth in defensive rating. Um, you know I made a bet with Matt Wyrick earlier this year uh, that they weren't going to be a top five seed, and I still don't believe that. I think they fall out. Um, maybe finish sixth or seventh. What, what's your opinion on the Pelicans? I mean, it just has made me fall in love with Anthony Davis all over again, watching him just tear the league apart without you know, his second-best player and without any help around him. Um, I mean, you know, Rondo, Miritich, they're definitely upgrades for some of the teams he's played on the past few years. Uh, Drew Holiday as well, when he, since he's healthy. Um, but it's just amazing what he's been able to do. 28 points a game. 11 rebounds, uh, 2.5 blocks a game, uh, effective field goal percentage of 55.8, shooting 50% from the field, 34 from 3. Um, he is the, the He's everything for this team. I mean, if he wasn't there, this I would say this is probably one of the worst, if not the worst, team in the league. Um, and like we said with San Antonio, this, like I said um, before, this is the one team that is making it work through uh you know number one option is their big man um i guess the oh i guess the other guy would be joel Embiid, kind of um yeah yeah you know they have two stars they have another star yeah as well um so i mean this pelicans team it's really interesting i think that a big uh plus for them this season was getting uh rajon rondo um who's you know eight assists a game um he's not scoring he's not shooting well but uh Four rebounds, eight assists a game is something that they didn't get. They didn't have a, a pass-first point guard with um, Anthony Davis before. Drew Holiday, you know, scoring point guard first. He still is getting, you know, almost six assists a game. But um, I think having, you know, a great pick-and-roll duo with Rondo and uh, Anthony Davis has been great for him, which is why he's kind of blown up again this year. Um, yeah, he's just, he's, he's you know, finally, you know, he's healthy, Um Said a few minor things, but um, I, I've just loved what I've seen from Davis this year. Yeah, I mean Anthony Davis, obviously the storyline with his team, and you know a huge reason for their success. But I want to talk about Drew Holiday. Uh, he's been great. Uh, Seventy-three games, he started all of them. Forty-eight percent from the field. Uh, Nineteen points, five five point eight assists, four point four rebounds, one point four steals, uh, shooting nearly eighty percent from the line. What he's brought to this team. Uh, alongside Rajon Rondo, I mean, those two guys playing, um, you know, sometimes they're starting in the same lineup. Um, other times, you know, they, they go back and forth. But 
Drew Holiday's been terrific for this team at age 27. I can't believe he's only 27. I feel like he's Weird. had a you know 15-year career at this point, uh, especially going back to his days with the 76ers. Um, but, you know, him, he and Anthony Davis are the only reason uh, this team has been able to stay afloat. Um, like you talked about, Rondo's been pretty good. Uh, and Miritich has been all right. I think they you know wanted a little more out of Miritich when they traded for him. Better shooting. Yeah, I mean, 38% uh, from the field is not too great. No. But, uh, you know, Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, amazing. Big reason why the Pelicans are where they are right now. Uh, but we'll move on uh, to another disappointing team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 44-31, fourth in the Western Conference. Another one of those teams that I feel like everyone wants them to be as good as the Warriors or the Rockets, to, you know, compete for NBA championships, especially with all the star power they have. Um, but, you know, kind of a disappointing – to say a team's dis- – we're disappointed with being 13 games over 500 right. is a little ridiculous. Fourth but, in the West. Yeah, but they're still, you know, not playing up to, you know, everyone else's expectations. Offensive rating of eighth, defensive rating of tenth. Uh, that defensive rating has fallen a little bit um, over the last 20, 30 games or so. So – they lost uh, last night to the Trailblazers. Uh, Mello had another shot at a game winner. Missed. Uh, I believe he's 0-4 this year in crunch time. Uh, shots not been great. What's your opinion on the Thunder? And, you know, who out of those three, who would you go to late in games? It's so sad seeing Mello like this. I'll just start off with that. It's so disappointing. Um, I would go to Paul George late in the games. I don't like um, Russell Westbrook's uh, ability to shoot you know, mid-range or three-pointers. You know, he, he's good at those quick stop mid-range games um, on fast breaks. But if I'm going to a guy late in the game, it's Paul George. I trust his shooting more. Um, I don't know why they're going to Carmelo all week. I mean, he, he, he blew the game in Boston uh, when he missed both of his free throws that could have iced the game. Um, he missed a wide-open three then as well. He missed a couple. He missed three three-pointers in the fourth quarter last night. Um, it's just, it's, it's been disappointing to watch him, you know, fall off like he has. The big thing that went wrong with the Thunder is losing Andre Robertson. Um, yeah, he's a liability on offense, but he anchored this defense and, um, you know, was another reason why you were having, you know, you saw like great defensive, uh, stats from, you know, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. I think both at one point were over averaging over two steals a game. I'm not sure if that's still the same. Uh, actually they, Paul George, two steals, Russell Westbrook, 1.8. Um, so I really like, you know, that three, the, the one, two, and three position on defense, you know, having Westbrook, Roberson, Paul George, um, that was a great, uh, you know, defensive team. And then Steven Adams in the middle, um, losing Roberson, it's just, it's where this team fell apart kind of. And, um, you know, we're, we're shitting on them a lot, but they're, you know, the fourth team in the, you know possibly one of the toughest Western conferences we've seen in a few years. Um, so it's tough to, you know, it's tough for us to be so critical on them, but you're definitely right. The expectations, you know, were higher at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you know, when they made that trade for Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, uh, the immediate reaction was, can this team beat the Warriors? Um, you know, can they beat the Kings of the West? And, you know, they're, they have not been able to do so. Um, but we'll see come playoff time. I think it takes more time for these teams to mold and really come together. Um, you know, I still think I, I agree with you. You know, you, you, I think moving forward, you need to go to Paul George uh, late in games. But 
Um, you know, I think Melo's going to figure it out. He's that's been a difficult transition because he went from you know number one scoring option to mm-hmm. a guy they really need to be just a spot up shooter. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see down the stretch, you know, how they mold together because they have a lot of talent. I think a player that no one really talks about that does a lot for this team is Stephen Adams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's been terrific this year, uh, averaging 14 points, nine rebounds, 1.1 blocks, 1.2 steals, uh, shooting 63% from the field. Um, you know, started all 69 games this year, uh, all the 69 games that he's appeared in. Um, it's been great. Um, but, you know, they haven't gotten, uh, you know, losing Andre Roberson, like you talked about, was huge. Um, the defensive presence that he brought. While, you know, last year against the Rockets in the playoffs, he was, you know, non-existent offensively. Um, you know, they still need what he can bring on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's why their defensive rating has really fallen mm-hmm. uh, since the injury. Definitely. I mean, you could see, you know, how much worse this team has gotten on that end of the floor. But I do think, you know, with them as the four seed right now, uh, it's a pretty good position to be in. Yeah. Um, you know, at least to win a series. I mean, to have to play the Rockets in the second round is going to be really tough. It could be a rematch of last year's mm-hmm. uh, Western Conference semis uh, between the Rockets and the Thunder. But I think Billy Donovan will figure it out and they'll at least win a playoff series. Yeah, I think that this team has enough talent to get through the first round. Um, You know, right now they'd be slated to go up against the Spurs. Spurs, great defensive unit, um, but I don't trust their offense at all to keep up with the star power that Oklahoma City has. Um, And then, yeah, moving forward to the Rockets, um, you know, they've got offensive firepower. I mean, you know, Mello is Mello's a rhythm guy. He's not going to be able to just, you know, get up five shots and hit them all. He needs to get into a rhythm. And so that's kind of where I think he's fallen off this year is he's just not getting all the touches because, I mean, he's not, you know, the, the number one scoring option. Um, but, yeah, that would be a that'd be a fun series um, to try and see these Thunder Stars go up against one of the uh, most complex offenses in recent NBA history. Yeah, definitely. I mean... We saw it last year. I mean, it was the Russell Westbrook versus James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great in the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. The way their defense has fallen off as of late, don't know if they can keep it up in the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll move on to a team that's really surprising. Everyone, you know, moved all the way up to three seed. Um, they're 45-28. and 28. Big win over the Thunder last night uh, to really, you know, get that three seed um, locked up. And offensive rating of 11th. Defense rating of seventh. Portland Trailblazers have been terrific. Uh, Terry Stotts, you know, probably has to be in the discussion for Coach of the Year this year, what he's done with this roster. Um, you know, people were talking about whether they had to break up Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. We talked about gonna, it. <laughs> yeah, whether it was going to be, you know, a long-term issue. Um, but those both of those guys have, you know, excelled, um, combining to average uh, over 48 points a game. I mean, that, that's incredible. Do you think this Trailblazers team has a – playoff run in them yeah I think it does and it, it all comes to you know the recent play that we've gotten out of Damian Lillard um you know it, it's Dame time you know he's kicking it in the season and you know maybe he just needed that motivation to finally get to an all-star game to really turn things up I mean he's been amazing uh you know 26 and a half a game six and a half assists um shooting 43 for almost 44 percent from the field third roughly 37 percent from three um you know, the, the team is just, it's it's really interesting because they brought in all these wings, kind of just throwing stuff together. Harkless, uh, Evan Turner, Al Camino. 
never really seemed to hit, but I guess right now they're just in a way that they're just in a groove right now where it's working with the rotation they've got. Um, you know, so they're slated at the three seed right now, and the seven seed is either going to be, or the six seed is going to be either Minnesota or who? Minnesota uh, or well, it's it could be Minnesota, it could be the Jazz, it could be the Spurs, um, and we're missing one team that we talked about, and that Pelicans. is the Pelicans. Yeah. So one of those four teams, um, man, that'd be really interesting. I don't think the that they have necessarily the best um, defender for Anthony Davis. You know, that'll be that would be a really interesting series to see how the guards of Portland would overwhelm New Orleans, how the big men in New Orleans would overwhelm Portland. Um, Oh, man, that's tough. I would give them a shot over the Jazz. I'd say I think they could beat the Jazz in a series. Um, and the Spurs is a tough one. Minnesota, if they're not healthy, if Jimmy Butler's not back, um, I don't see the guards being able to defend McCollum or um, or Lillard. Yeah, uh, it's just a, it's a really interesting team. I don't I didn't think it was gonna work. I mean, it wasn't at the beginning of the season, but they're one of the they're if not the hottest team in the league right now. And um, you know, right in time for the playoffs, and you know, congratulations to them. You know, the, basically, you know, with the way the standings are, essentially locking up that three seed. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see who they have to face because I think it could go different ways depending on who slips to that six seed. Yeah, I mean, uh, the matchup um, in the first round, you know, really de- their their success in the playoffs really, you know, comes down to whoever ends up in the six seed in the West. Um, I mean, if it's the Spurs, I, you know, I put my money on the Trailblazers every day. But mm-hmm. uh, Timberwolves or Jazz, I mean, that's a toss-up. I think both of those teams, um, come playoff time, will be uh, a lot better. And I don't know if I – they're one of those teams that they're playing really well, but until they win a playoff series, I'm not going to exactly. jump all over that bandwagon. So, you know, while you know, hats off to Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, what they've done with this team this year, um, kind of changing styles uh, – and Terry Stotts, you know, deserves a lot of credit for what they've done, but I just don't have confidence in them come playoff time. Yeah, I would take them, you know, over an unhealthy Timberwolves team and the Jazz. Um, but beyond that, I don't think they could beat, you know, the Spurs. Um, I don't think they could beat the uh, Pelicans. And if they got to the second round, I don't think they'd stand a chance over anyone else who advanced. But it's, it's a bright spot to see if they can improve the wings, um, get a backup center in there. I think, you know, this team, you know, can build off of this success in a big way next year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll see, um, you know, come playoff time, how they're uh, performing. But I, I like it the way they're playing right now. Just the confidence isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll move on to the two seed Uh Golden State Warriors, those two don't usually go together, two seed and Warriors. Um, that's not usually a thing. But 54-19, second in the Western Conference. They got blown out by the Jazz last night, but Steve Kerr's got a lot of problems injuries-wise right now. Uh, offensive rating of third in the NBA, defensive rating of ninth. Uh, that ninth defensive rating is usually not where they're at. They're usually top five defense, mm-hmm. uh, so definitely struggling. Right now they're missing uh, Omar Caspi, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. Um, it was announced yesterday by head coach Steve Kerr that Stephen Curry will miss the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Curry came back and said, I wouldn't doubt myself. Um, but I don't think he's going to play in the first round. So 
you know, really troubling for the Warriors right now, especially with how good the Rockets are playing. Uh, these injuries, do you think, is it a cause for concern at this point? Yeah, I mean, this is the point. This is what everyone said coming into this season is, you know, with the Cavs and the Rockets, well, what if the Warriors aren't healthy? I mean, you know, Kevin Durant has an injury history. Steph Curry, his legs have, you know, had some, have taken some toll the past few seasons. Um, so, you know, I think that this makes the playoffs that much more interesting I don't think it's, you know, it's that clear that we're going to get Cavs Warriors. And, you know, especially in a really tough West, um, if you're, you know, their big four is is out right now. I mean, you're losing Clay, Draymond, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. You're throwing out, <laughs> I mean, Kevon Looney, uh, Nick Young, Sean Livingston, and, uh, oh, I guess we could put Jordan Bell out there too. But it, it's just not, it's not nearly the same team as what it is. And I think it especially lies on Steph Curry. Um, that sprained MCL is a scary one. Um, you know, thank God it's not another ankle injury. Uh, his ankles are even worse than his knees. Um, so hopefully he can get back in time. Um, he's only scheduled. He's going to miss the first round. So that's, you know, that's pretty tough. Uh, you're getting Kevin Durant back in maybe a week. He's out for at least two weeks. It's scary. You know, in the first round, I think they can survive. Oh, but that's so tough. Without Curry and Durant. and, and Imagine if they have to play a Timberwolves team with a healthy Jimmy Butler, if Jimmy Butler's back. And their top two being Clay and Draymond. Yeah. Ooh, man, that's tough. I don't know if they could get that done. Yeah, I mean. Jeez. Oh, you can't even pencil in Clay Thompson to be back 100% healthy. Um Fractures right thumb, expected to be back on the court by the beginning of April, but you never know with those hand injuries, especially for a shooter. That's going to be difficult. Uh, Draymond Green offensively has been garbage this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you essentially, if you're missing those top two, you have to make up for 53 points a game. I don't know where they're going to find that out of, you know, Clay, Draymond, and then the rest of the gang. I mean, right now, I mean, he's only played, uh, he's played 24 games, but, you know, Quinn Cook is their fifth leading scorer with 7.3 points per game. So they're relying on that big four a whole lot. And if you're missing the top two of that, that's very scary. Um, especially when you finally have a team in the West that can challenge you. I mean, that that Rockets team is, is you know, unbelievable, unbelievable on offense. And uh, I'd be scared if I was Golden State. Doesn't look good heading into the playoffs. Yeah, that is, I mean, it's concerning. I think without Curry and Durant, they have no shot at being the Rockets. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they have a chance of being the Rockets. Uh, I think if either Curry or Durant are missing, then... You think if one of them are missing, then, then Houston it's, it's still done. gets them? Yeah, I, so, I, the way they're playing right, the way the Rockets are playing right now, I think only a full-strength uh, Warriors team man, can beat them. That's tough. I think if they're if they have one of them back then they can make it to the finals. I think that they need they need Kevin Durant or Steph Curry back for the playoffs because those guys are are guys that can, you know, put up 35 in a series if they have to, 35 to 40 in a series if they absolutely need to. Um and then I th- I think especially if Kevin Durant is back, the defense that he provides, you know, they're probably their best rim protector, almost two blocks a game. I think that getting Kevin Durant back is much bigger for them than getting Steph back right now, um, especially with the emergence of Quinn Cook. You have Sean Livingston there who can you know facilitate the offense. That offense can still run, I think, without Curry. 
Kevin Durant just too good on defense and offense to miss him longer than you know a couple games in the playoffs. See, it's it's tough. I mean, I think Durant and Curry are you know about as equal in importance um, to that offense uh, moving forward. I think maybe come playoff time, Durant might be a little more valuable because of what he brings defensively. Uh, but I'm I'm concerned about the Warriors at this point. Um, a lot of these injuries are stacking up, and it's the wrong time of the year yeah. uh, to be able to just reinsert four of your best players. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Steve Kerr does work miracles there. He so does. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that happens or how that works out down the stretch. Now let's talk about the hottest team, um, probably in the NBA. I mean, 60, 60 wins last night, uh, sixty and fourteen. The Houston Rockets. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, you know, he won Coach of the Year last year. Might just win it again this year. The way they're playing um, with. Uh, Chris Paul, uh, Clint Capella, and um, Chris with Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella on the floor. I believe they're like thirty-two and four this year. Um, some insane record. Uh, offensive rating is first in the NBA. Defensive rating, you know, a problem for them in the past. Sixth in the NBA. So you know, pretty good on the defensive yeah. side of the ball uh, compared to seasons past. Uh, right now, they're only, they're missing Chris Paul um, to an injured hamstring, but he's expected to return to action Tuesday. And then Mba Mute uh, set out a second straight game, but is likely to play against the Suns on Friday. So, you know, they're going to be full health, fully healthy come playoff time. Are the Rockets are right? Are, 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 we at the, are, we, are we at the point where we can write the Rockets in as Western Conference champions? I can't write them in as Western Conference champions. I, I'm not, I'm not going to doubt what the Warriors can do if they're healthy or even if they get, you know, Kevin or uh, Steph Curry back. Um, but the big thing with them, I mean, the the Rockets, they've only lost two games since January 26th. They've lost one since the All-Star break. I mean, they have an unbelievable team going. You know, Mike D'Antoni, the thing, the thing that also concerns me is that we've seen Mike D'Antoni have success in the regular season, but then just fall completely short in the postseason. You saw it last year, too, when... when in Game 7 of the Spurs-Rockets series, James Harden was just sitting on the bench and he had an 0-for-8 performance, I want to say. He, you know, it kind of just seemed to disappear. And, you know, yet again, that's another Mike D'Antoni team, you know, great in the regular season. You know, have a guy that's an MVP caliber uh, talent and they fall short in the playoffs. Um, so I'm, I'm not like, I'm not ready to pencil them in. Um, I do think that they have the advantage over the, the Warriors right now just because they're healthy. But if you're giving me a full healthy Warriors team against a fully healthy uh, Rockets team, I'm still taking Golden State. Yeah, I mean I, I understand what you're saying, uh, but you know the Rockets are are 16 and one since the All Star break. Um, yeah, I just it's tough for me um, to not you know look at the Warriors and then look at the Rockets and you know think the Rockets are going to win the Western Conference. Um, they're equally as good equally as good at home as they are on the road. I mean they're 30 and six at home this year. 30 and 8 on the road. Um, so, you know, pretty good there. But, you know, I I, I want to pencil them in, honestly, Damn. at this point. I, I don't see the Warriors being, even if they're, you know, somewhat healthy, I don't see them being as strong as they are in years past. And this is the strongest Rockets team we've seen in years. Um, you know, the one question would have to be James Harden in the playoffs. In past years, he has struggled a little bit, but. I don't know. This Rockets team looks like they're you know ready to make that next step. Do you want to make a bet? I do not want to make. Oh, a bet. you're not that confident. Nah. They, see, here's the thing. The I Warriors, thought you were ready to pencil them in. I'm ready, but who knows if I will? The pencil's oh, okay. in my hand, the but I haven't, in your hand. Okay. I haven't made the move. All right. Um, 
Nah, but they're you know they've been great. I just think it comes down to James Harden in the playoffs. I mean, last year he was, you know, arguably the MVP if it wasn't for the last two weeks that Russell Westbrook put together. And this year he's going to be the MVP, and we'll see how he plays in the playoffs. I mean, he struggled last year, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. The Eastern Conference has a lot of, you know, different scenarios, and the Western Conference could almost be more interesting. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. So any last words on the Rockets? Uh, no, I, I just think, you know, this might be their one season to get it done. You know, I don't know what Chris Paul is doing in free agency. I mean, it's worked. Um, he's, you know, he might want to get paid a lot more than Houston's willing to offer him. I mean, Daryl Morey embraced that whole, if you're not taking a layup or a three-pointer, then it's a bad shot. But, you know, Chris Paul is a mid-range guy, and he's made it work. I mean, eight, almost 19 points a game. Um... It'll be tough because I think Chris Paul, this is his last season to really cash in and make a you know make some great money. So it'll be interesting to see because they have to choose. You know, they're still paying Ryan Anderson a lot. They've got to pay Clint Capella. Um, Trevor Ariza is making some decent money. It'll be interesting to see what they do after this year. They they really should you know they really got to try and cash in on this season because who knows you know if you win a championship then your players are more likely to take less money. Oh let's build a dynasty here. Let's get some more rings. Kind of like what you see in Golden State. Kevin Durant took less money this past season. Um, so that'll be really interesting um, because if they don't make it work again and they fall apart, you know, it, Chris Paul has done that plenty of times in his career where he's just fallen apart in the playoffs and James Harden kind of fell apart last year. What's that? How are they going to deal, you know, with adversity? Um, and, you know, what are they going to do if they don't make it? Um, so that's just, that's just an interesting thing to look forward to after this playoffs with them. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they've been playing well, but a lot of teams in the Western Conference have been struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, you know, it's easier to win these games, um, you know, at the pace they are when, you know, the rest of the Western Conference really isn't up to standards um, as usual. I would say the Western Conference is almost weaker this year uh, than in years past, even though it's, you know, a very tight race. Yeah. Um, I think the, the top half, you know, with the Warriors struggling a little bit, the Trailblazers are not really a top three team. No. Um, you know, and then you look at the Thunder underperforming, like we talked about. Timberwolves, Timberwolves performing. Um, Pelicans really aren't that great Without of a team. Exactly. DeMarcus, and yeah. No, you're right. The Utah Jazz are good, but they're, you know, hitting their stride, stride um, a little late now. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting down the stretch. But that's going to do it for this episode of Courtside Take. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pure Sports Net. And our Twitter, our NBA Twitter account at Pure Sports NBA. Uh, this is Kevin Haswell, Blake Pace. Blake, any last words? No, uh, let's get to work. Keep losing Knicks. Um, I'm excited to get to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know, Sixers, keep winning. But don't win too much. Don't get that three seed. Uh, we don't want that. Um, but thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week. Yep, take care.